You are listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee, Federal Nation, Narm, and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues foaming our cheeks, our pads as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has started listing items on eBay for 99 pence. Interesting. If nice dice your vice, be sure to check out DiceOfWar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the desert again. And I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Double Stacked Gosling. One... Two, three, ah, ah, ah. And Lee preemptively pardoned Parnell. <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 36, the one where we're two thirds locked down again, I guess. I just feel restricted. <laughs> locked down, but not as you know it. Locked down, Jim, but not as you know it. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we are doing Faces, Bases, Something and Something, as we discuss what we've been up to with our painting adventures. We're then going to do a You and Who's Army, where we look at what we can do with 100 quid for a Team Yankee Force. And then we're going to do an Officer's Answers. That's it for the night. Because Eddie has to go to bed early. Well, the yeah, uh, well uh, not early because time, it's a time zone thing, but yes, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> a reason, a semi-reasonable time. Semi-reasonable time-ish. Yeah. It's about the body clock. De- so. He definitely won't be looking at the three for two um, offer that's coming up in November. We'll no. not be giving that any consideration whatsoever. He's going to be a good boy and not spend any more hubby money. Oh, I was yeah. supposed to be at home so I could be going through and sorting out my uh, how many hobbies I've got so I could add... Are they not all your home bees, though, now, are they? No, no, no. Uh, I only have yeah, half, half of them. But which half? Yeah. Is it the left side or the right? Well, I'll know the right side because that's, you know. The, the uh, correct side. The correct yeah. side. And then Tacey would own the left side, I guess. Because that's <laughs> you know, the wrong side. Anyway, hobby. Boys, what have you been up to? Um, I've mostly been doing uh, getting back to my Gulf War Brits. I've been trying to do stowage. That's probably the best way. So just try and get all the stowage More done. Stowage. Get... Yeah, well, I want to try and make them look like proper desert, you know, Gulf War Brits and have all the sort of like um, extra boxes on, like kind of thing. The weird Milan transit cases they hang on the outside on the missile ones because apparently having a, a live missile on the outside is a good idea. Um, <laughs> Was it extra kind of armour? <laughs> yeah. Spaced armor. Yeah. I mean, it feels like something that should belong on the inside. I mean, yeah, shouldn't it? Really? I mean, to be fair, I mean, there's one on the roof, effectively in a ready to go condition. So I guess at that point, you know, you've already got one outside. We'll not put a few more out there, but. <laughs> well, double down on uh, double down on danger. Yeah, but right now I'm cursing Battlefront for only putting one turret storage bin. Even though by this point the they had like one each side, but their oh, kit only comes with one. It's like, oh, could you not have fitted one on there somewhere? Really? That's the thing. They're yeah, giving, you a... an, giving you an opportunity to shine and rise to the occasion. If they did everything, they give, give me an opportunity to make a green, a green stuff blob and hide it behind camo netting, which I think is where I go with this. There you go. <laughs> green, 
Green stuff is a hobby wheel. There's a hobby way. Yeah. I get a slight discount because when you look at some of the ones they did during the Gulf War, they all they were odd angles and that kind of thing. It's just like like been like hasty welded storage tin would look like, I guess. But yeah, uh, <laughs> they had so much time to prep. Yeah. <laughs> well, six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Pretty boring, really. Duncan. Um, speaking of boring, I've been painting uh, Iranians. That's not many many Iranians. I have, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I have made um, a glorious mistake of painting everything that's not in the same company. So I've got, like, I haven't actually got a legal formation currently. <laughs> what? <So. is> <laughs> what? Meandering from one formation to the other. Yeah, so I've got, so I've managed to paint up, well, actually, no, that's not true, because I've literally just finished painting some BMP1s to do the other um, mech company platoon transports. Okay. So I've got um, one platoon in M113s and one in BMPs now, but I don't have a transport form of the command yet. So I could kind of field it. Um, and then I've got six M60s were done, and then uh, two Bissage companies done, or two oh, Bissage nice. platoons, and I'm just starting the third now. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got the other four M1, M60s to paint, and then at that point, I could actually field an M60 company and actually have a legal force. It's a bit strange. Yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, I, I think I've, I've decided that I've got to break it up because there's just tons and tons of stuff. Um, and I've got, uh, yeah, I've got some scorpions to put together. Um, I, I think I worked out the exact number of points that I've got now, and I think it's something like 240 points for Iranians. <laughs> which sounds sounds a lot but it's more when you consider that i think the most expensive thing is a chieftain yeah and i, th I think that's like three for ten three points yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't really need to yeah procure anything for a, a while i don't think um just need to focus on painting stuff down, but I've done those bits. I've I haven't really looked at the World War Two stuff for a while. I think that's that's all gone into hibernation for a bit. I think the Team Yankee stuff's kind of taken we over are, temporarily. Yeah, we're on a bit of a Team Yankee kick at the moment. I was thinking this the other day when I every day think my flames were Americans. I think after Reading got sort of scrubbed, we all sort yeah. of um, focus our attentions well, elsewhere. The weird thing was I was ready for Reading by about June as mm. well, so. Um, I, I'd, I'd already paint. Well, I'd already painted the entire Second Infantry Division, like World War Two stuff for that. And I don't really fancy painting any more Germans at the moment. I've got Soviets to do, but again, I've, I've only got Churchill, so I haven't got any infantry, and I don't really want to. I don't know. Tackle more. Um, another horde. <laughs> yeah, another horde of, of infantry. Um, the only thing I was looking at, is, in all seriousness, in the um, the sale that's coming up is is whether to go for that that bonkers British list I did with the flamethrowers with the two wasp units and the crocodiles. Oh, but again, it's another key infantry flint, base. Your key flint force, yeah. Key flint force, yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, that's just more infantry. So I don't know. I don't know. I th yeah, I, I think I'm going to stay stay on the Iranian tail. I've got a few bits to paint for the Soviets still. So I've got some T-55s I think I need to do. Um, 
Oh, and uh, I'm actually getting some hinds done for me. I'm not painting hinds. Oh, I'm going to get some of them done as a but present he, who to myself. Have to, who have you convinced to paint for you? Um, my mate, uh, Gar, uh, Gaz. Gaz, um, he does a lot of um, bolt action stuff normally. Right. Um, but he's actually in the RAF. So okay. he's um, he's picking them up and doing them for me. I just I just didn't... Having painted the um, the German things, the PAAH, is, I, I don't... I wasn't relishing the hind. It's a lot bigger, isn't it? It's a chunky monkey. Mm. <laughs> it's a significant real estate there. Yeah. But it's no, real I, I, I'm actually quite enjoying the Iranians generally because Good. they look quite nice. They're just a ton of them. And I, and I was saying before we start recording, I've, I've just invested in some of the um, really useful box um, trays from uh, war bases. So I've stuck them together tonight with some wood glue so I can double the storage capacity of my really useful boxes nice. and hopefully that will cut down on the amount of um, basically I, did, I couldn't fit my Thunderbolt infantry into one box yeah. and it was annoying me so um, I thought I can't, I can't really, well I could I could just buy another box and hump two of them around but it didn't fit nicely in two either so that should work it will hopefully have the, the tray capacity oh they're pretty cool are you looking at them on the website? Yeah, yeah, they're they're really they're really nicely designed. They stack really well, and uh, they they literally double your capacity. And you can, you know, obviously lift them both out and use them for deploying your army and stuff. Then as well. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I I kind of make my own out of um, plastic uh, card, not cardboard, plastic card. Yeah, plastic card. Yeah, plastic cardboard. Plastic cardboard. Um, and a hot glue gun. Yeah. Built my own little tray thing. So that's. Hmm. Looks like you can get three. Or is that a bigger You box? can get. That's the bigger box. You can get two in the 8 litre A4 boxes, which is what I use because they stack quite nicely as well. Oh, okay. um, so you can get two of those in there. So yeah, it just literally doubles the amount of space you've got if you've got the bigger box which i can't remember i think it's the nine liter one again it's an a4 footprint but you yeah. get three of them stacked i think it probably works better for infantry than tanks but i think tanks will be fine too all right i'll look into it yeah i just i just thought it would be the trust that's trouble as i'm uh condensing stuff down from boxes and making them and painting them i've then got the problem of putting them somewhere well, it makes it bigger. That's that's the same thing I'm running into. It's like you know, before it was a nice compact sprue in a nice little box, and now it's five randomly pointy tanks with bits to correct. Out the top. Hey, exactly. machine guns to snap off at a moment. Yeah, yeah, but not quite as many as that um that Israeli one that you shared. <laughs> that yeah, was crazy. Israeli and um, a Gak six, which had a commander's thirty um, thirty cal. A loader's um, FM mag, and then over the barrel, twin 50 cows feeding <laughs> from improvised ammo belt holders made out of jerry cans. Yep, that looked awesome. I'm so gonna make one. <laughs> Are you? I, oh, yeah. I I, I, so, I've been thinking about getting some Wombagak sixes for a while, which I kind of wish I hadn't given you those M60s now because it sort of came to mind, but um. Obviously, in Fate of Nation, I've got about a main Megax I really need because of how much it costs. But if we do Team yep. Yankee, all of a sudden a, a platoon of three more makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Okay. At that point, I thought if I could build up three more, I might as well try have a stab at try and make that thing. Well, how many? Well, what, as in a mechanic company? Do you mean, or just doing? Yeah. So I've already got. You got five. Eight, eight Magax. Oh, eight. Sorry. Sixes. Yeah. Which is about, like you say, it's about a hundred. It's a hundred and ten points or so in um, termination. <laughs> yeah, but in Team good. Yankee, yeah, in Team Yankee, it's like twenty-eight points or something like that. Yeah, you know, massively devalues in apparently ten years. But um, so I, I kind of at that point I thought I might, I could just get an extra platoon and just have like a whole, a whole Magak platoon. Yeah, I mean they're not um, terrible. They're they're just a yeah, bit un- outgunned at that point, aren't they? Yeah. Always outgunned, never up. But um, yeah. yeah, so never I thought I really can't wish I hadn't been so generous in giving you those M60s. <laughs> well, those three sprues. What I thought I'd never need, I had no practical need for because I could, I have got a practical need. So if I do yeah. get something from that, buy two, get one free, I might um, sneak some box M60s in. Oh, what is the the free one? Yep. Then I'll, I'll have two M60s or just buy Orion's Roughnecks box, which has the M60s and Humvees in. Oh, that's a good idea. It's not in the sale. Oh, but it's a no. idea. What is it not in the sale? No, the, the, the Ryan's box. It's a, 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 a version one team Yankee box, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. I haven't actually got my head around exactly what's in there yet because it's a bit. There's only random. two starters in it, and that's the um, the Iranian one and the Iraqi one. But, um, so the US and I'll British starters. Sorry, not that's the one, yeah. Um, so Ooh, the British actually... ones. Sorry, go ahead. It's out of production, apparently. All right. I'm pretty sure there's a few knocking around about for the hobbies. I'll have a look. I know I bought one from there, at least. Mm-hmm. While ago, but that gives you six Humvees and then three M60s. Oh, they are. Yeah, that's a perfect number I need, so yeah. Yeah, the M60s are in the um, Team Yankee Oil War bit, aren't they? They're not in the American bit. American. America. American. American. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've just got the PDF open now. I'm just having a look through it. Exactly. Sounds brutal. Yep. Well, that's Israeli M60s is why I ended up building um, a Israeli mech company the other day. <laughs> um, oh, so because got, that's the formation. Yeah, because that's information. I've got plenty of 113s knocking around. Um, As one does. Then I managed to build the weapons, support weapons for my Iraqi Infantry company. So that was a stand of Sagas, a stand of Milans, and then a stand of Stingers. Did I you decide those. how many to go for on the bases? Did you go oh, for potato? Full, I did the full, full potato because, you know, if you're poorly trained, you don't care about black blast, black blubber, back blast the first time you do it. Well, you only do it <laughs> once like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the job training is a harsh mistress. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then I ended up building, I got carried away building anti-aircraft uh, weapons systems. So I built the other six geckos. Six? Yeah. 
So that means that the two I've already got, I've got four for my Polish and then four for my Iraqi. Oh my so, god. Uh, yeah, that's a no fly zone. Well, yeah, they don't get much else. No, that, that's what I found with the Iranians is your anti air is a Shilka or a Gecko. In barn, barn warfare, I think you guys are going to be bringing all the aeroplanes in the world and helicopters and having something to prevent that. Who? Us? No. <laughs> no. No. Plus also, no, no, no. Why well, wouldn't you? It is a bit like an oil tanker. It's quite a, it's quite a footprint, isn't it? Coming through. Um, yeah, it's just the 15 mil stuff I've been dead. Not too shabby. Built yeah, some Lord of the Rings stuff. Have you gone full build build mode? Because you kind of have two modes, don't you? You have build and paint mode. Yeah, well, the paint just seems... I tend to have to get into a... It's a lot easier for me to build stuff and convince myself that I can build stuff um, than it is to paint things because of the just the general lighting of the the, the 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 house and stuff. So painting, I need to be a bit more settled in. Um, but I have managed to sneak out some the the Lord of the Rings guys under paints to maybe do some hotel room hobby. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Actually, make some progress rather than just shopping. <laughs> but, but shopping's fun. I know, but and Black Friday's coming up. Yes, well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. There's also the new Blood Bowl releasing, which is a bit like, ooh, um, yeah, kiss goodbye to hundred quid there. Yeah, but then also they've Battlefront have shown on the online store. The new figure case and art book and dice tins. Yeah, dice tins are back. They're back in the backpack. I'm not sold on dice tins, if I'm honest. Uh, they look different to the old ones. I don't. I don't know. I've got a soft spot for the old dice tins. Uh, the yeah, the pre-orders are pretty good. Don't know where to go for a green or a camo. Figure case bag. For well, they've both got the same fillet foam in, but the Flames of War ones are yeah. draft, and then the, the Team Yankee one or World War Three one is uh, wooden camouflage. Did you have a particular arm you're going to stick in, or is that going to be your transport like bag? If that makes sense. Probably going to be what the other battle foam ones have turned into, which is transport slash storage. Slash, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I think the art book looks good though. Is that just pretty pictures? Uh, yeah, art from the last 15 years. Oh, perfect book for Flames of War and Team Yankee Gamers. Um, I think it's about 15 that's, packs. That sounds like people like us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's got it's got the camp group Python King Tiger on the cover, which is one of my favorite. Oh, you've been just, sucking in early on that one then. Yeah, it was just a really good composite composed shot. Just this apps gives you the absolute massive scale of, of the King Tiger. Along with the fully I don't know, which is it's called. 
what Fulsham Jaeger and King Tigers driving forward. But it's, it's not it's not a Colours of War one. It's not like a painting guide one. It's just purely no. It's purely the art. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's a bad thing. I was just I was just thinking that because the Colours of War one was I, I poo pooed it. It got poo pooed, and then and then a magic. Uh, Hobby fairy turned up with a copy, and I went, "Oh, this is really, ha- this is actually really handy." Yeah, it's got all these bits and pieces in. And it's got information. It. Wow. Who knew? Ah, cool. So progressing, I expect we'll be a lot busier by the next one. <laughs> yeah, once all the, all the projects start kicking in. Yeah, should we um, go on to you and whose army? Ewan, yeah. Ewan. My mate Ewan. (laughs) Ewan. Yeah, Ewan. So what are the rules of this anyway? Because I was on a plane or something when... It all went down. It all went down. Not the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. (laughs) Oh, you got the video, so... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, So it's World War Three Team Yankee. 75 points. With a hundred pound budget at Battlefield Hobby prices. Okay. Nice, nice yeah. and concise. Yep. Straightforward. I'm glad, I'm glad that's what I thought it was when I panically yeah. did this in five minutes before the show started. <laughs> I was going, well, I've got a German force, but unfortunately it's 70 years too early. Yes. Yeah. It's I've points. taken pounds of fours. Yeah. It's not even Syrian. Not even Syrian. <laughs> yeah, they um, all right, so Duncan, it was your it was your idea. So why don't you yes. kick us off? Well, I went for something different. I looked at the Israelis from Oil War because mm-hmm. uh, for some reason I'm a strange Oil War kick at the moment. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> everything is better in desert yellow, but some things are better in kind of a grey green as well. Apparently, and, and I've always had a bit of an affinity for a Merkava as well. Merkava is it Merkava or Merkava? Merkava. Oh, you say potato, I say mainline battle tank. I'm pretty sure actually I said uh, it wrong last time, so maybe it isn't Merkava. Maybe it is Merkava. It, that, that, that sounds like some kind of wig, though, so I'm not, <laughs> not sure about that. Um, anyway, so I, I looked at the little stars they had. I can't remember. What, is it Kali? I can't pronounce that now either. That's going to be really embarrassing. Kalini um, Warriors. Where you get three right. Merkavas and um, two Vipers. They're Vipers, aren't they? But they're essentially the Cobra. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So I looked at that and I went, hmm, well, that's actually quite a lot of points already because the, the Merkava's not cheap. So if you bought another box of Merkavas to make the company, so that's eight. So you got two in the HQ, um, another two platoons of three each. Yeah. That comes to um, 56 points already. So okay. that's quite heavy. So 56 points is a good good chunk to start with. And then you've also got the helicopters. And the helicopters come in support, and they're eight. So you're, you're only really playing with 11 points. And, and that, this seems to be kind of a running theme. We actually, I think we've all agreed is that actually um, you can create some pretty good starting forces from not a lot of boxes, yeah. Um, yeah. especially if you go tank heavy. Um, and so for my 11 points, again, going in formation, I just picked up um, the mech platoon um, and the M113s it sits in. So that gives you four Garley-armed uh, stands with laws, three FN mags, uh, three RPGs, a dragon, and a mortar. 
So again, that yes. goes in in formation, which is good because we know this Israeli, Israeli infantry is pretty hot. So, well, it's pretty it's pretty chunky. I mean, that's a lot of stands as well. Um, yeah, I was trying to work out if four M one one threes was actually correct or not, whether it was. It seemed light for that many stands, but I might be I mean, wrong. Transport three. What one one three? I, I don't know. That's yeah, they're tra trans they're transport three. Yeah. So that's ten, twelve. Yeah, okay. So it's it's literally on the um on the edge of being too many. There's twelve stands there. So but the stands, some of the most of the stands are half size, aren't they? Kind of thing. Yeah, they are. They're the two man mortar team. It's fifty two millimeter mortar as well, which wasn't quite sure about. But um, yeah, that that's kind of the the seventy five points I had. I thought it was just something different. Um, I, I know the uh, Mercury's. It's a bit of an interesting tank. It's not, it's not quite up there with the the big one twenties in terms of firepower, but it's a good all rounder, I think. Mm. Um, I think it just suffers a bit because of the um, the veterancy and careful. Um, so you know, it's, it's courage three, skill three. Um, that's going to cost you some points. Um, yeah. But it, is, it has got all the toys on. It. I mean, it's got the fifty cow and the the seven six twos as well. So it's festooned with machine guns. Yeah, it's got it's got decent armor. Yes, yeah, I was surprised actually. Armor nineteen. That's that's kind of there or thereabouts, isn't it? I mean, you're bouncing a toe. Well, you want to to toes are fishing for ones, aren't they? Yeah, toes and spandrels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you go you go match up fairly well against a Syrian T seventy two. Yeah, I think you you'll struggle against stuff that's a bit. A bit chunkier. Um, I think he's going to just struggle in terms of the 105 guns. It's only 1819. Yeah. But the, then, yeah. That's the thing I found. The Israelis will struggle if they're not playing somebody. They if you're if they're not playing somebody with designed to beat. So I mean, they yes. never really designed to take on like the heavy end tanks because you know, they knew what the Syrians had and they thought accordingly. Fun, yeah, funny enough, designed it to yeah um, operate in those conditions. But I think that's that's. That's the only thing. I think there's seven points of tank, so they're they're getting up there in terms of points yeah. cost. But I think it's, it's what, a decent all rounder. What would your reserves be? Forty points. How many how many points is forty um, percent of seventy five? I think 30 it's 30, thirty points. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, that's going to be tricky because the Mercury's are twenty one points a platoon. Oh, so yeah. you, yeah. So that's that's actually really awkward for them as a force. Because you can't even do a, a platoon of tanks and the helicopters. No. You'd have to go either the tanks and the infantry or the um, tanks and the command tanks. So you're starting with very, very little on the board. I don't think you can really afford to, uh, yeah, afford to be defending very much with them. Yeah, that's tricky because you often get into that position, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I just think you might have to play the waiting game at that point because I guess, well, either way you look at it, you've got half of your core platoons also off the board. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be a real problem for that force. But, um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't actually know what you do about that with only four, five platoons. It's, it's quite tricky. Yeah, we we found this when we're playing um, fifty points. You know, it's, you get very tricky on, on reserves. You just have to, like I say, wait it out almost. Yeah, I think you might be able to dance around. I mean, the problem you're going to have is though, if if you got mismatched forces, if someone's not also got reserves, 
and they've got the hundred point. Oh, you know, the hundred percent of their seventy-five points on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna that's you're just gonna have not enough stuff. I think you'd yeah. probably end up putting, I guess, the command and one other platina tanks off. Um, just because the infantry probably can hang on. Yeah, you know, it's still give most. you one tank between the infantry and the helicopters, right? Yeah. That's not bad force. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll hold def- ground. Well, that's it. You just have to hold till relieved with it, I guess. Um, the helicopters would be interesting to use as well because they're kind of your high-end AT with the, the tow. Um, they're quite mobile and they're not that expensive. You just got to be yeah, a bit just, careful with them. Just two of them, isn't it? It's just two of them, yeah. So two from the box set. Good. Right then, Lee. What, that, that what was my you? force. I like it. Yeah. Right, so my force was... I, I went for a couple of ideas. Um, my first take was to like, buy two of the complete, um, World War III complete starter sets. But oh. that didn't actually work out quite well, because I was looking at one force here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for the same point, for the same amount of money, so six, about, I think it was about 63 quid or so, um, the actual M1 Abrams Armored Cavalry Troop was the better buy. So the American starter, if you like. Yeah, so okay. I, I went for that because that's got Bradleys, Abrams, um, Humvees, M109s, and Apaches in. It's a nice little mix of stuff. And um, the armored cavalry troops are favourite. It's almost an army in a formation anyway. Yeah, it's pretty diverse, um, isn't it? Yeah, so you, you could do a force based on just the box itself um, at that point. It's not, it's not terribly well optimised. So that was basically um, HQ M1A1 Abrams. So you got that nice 8 tank 22 main gun and yeah, I'm a 19. Two platoons of standard M3 Bradleys. So two and two. Yeah. Are they scout um, ones? These are scout ones, yep. Yep. Then a tank platoon of three IP M1s. Because apparently you can mix the types in the M1A1 version of the list. Ooh. So you have an M1A1 HQ and an IPM1 troop. Um, so that gives me the same art for armor 19, but obviously the main gun drops down to 20. But um, that's still good enough for most things. 20 is plenty. 20 is plenty. But unless you the T80s, in which case you've got to start maneuvering for flanks. But hey, you've got an M1 with a massive jet engine in, so yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, the three M109s with minelets, because the minelets are just a really nice handy um, you know, sort of roadblock. I and mean, then two Apaches, I and mean, then the Humvees come configure the Stingers to give us some anti-air. Oh, okay. okay. And that comes to... Yeah, it comes to 75 points. Um, spend is literally £63, I think, at um, Battlefield Hobbies. Wow. And my reserve would be a platoon of Abrams combined with... Um, likely the Bradleys and the Stingers, and, it's a, and that's an okay force. I mean, it, 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 yeah, I could turn to a table and it'd probably give me a pretty good performance. And that's but, just um, the box. That's just the box. It uses wow. everything in the box basically. Um, I think there's one Abram spare, and that, but otherwise it's the entire contents of the box. Just because. Yeah. That's quite cool. But I would say to knowing that you know I, I got some money in the budget. I thought, well, actually, what I really want is an infantry component here. So, 
I downgraded the HQ to an IPM one so it matches the others and added the, um, for the fifth Abrams in. So my formation is HQ at IPM one, at IPM one, two platoons M3 Bradleys, and then a tank platoon of four M1 Abrams. Okay. I then kept I kept the Stingers because that gave yeah. me anti-air. And then I bought a Bradley box and a Mech Infantry Bister to give me an M2 Bradley Mech platoon. So I've lost the artillery strike and the helicopters, but I've gained four more tow shots and an infantry platoon to hold ground with. Yeah, okay. And by going for that bigger Abrams platoon as well, I've got a nice little reserve force. Now the Abrams platoon is my reserve, and I've got eight Bradleys and the HQ, the HQ Abrams holding ground. Jesus, okay. Along with the Stingers. And that's it. And the, yeah, the fact you've managed to get cheap anti-air in there as well. Yeah, as I say, it, com- it comes to the box. It's really nice. And obviously, that then leaves the um, M109s and the Apaches to expand onto 100 points later, which is quite handy. So it's all there for go, you know, expanding further. Or I could buy another infantry blister and turn the M3 Bradleys into infantry Bradleys and just have um, a infantry H, you know, have an infantry platoon or something. Jeez. I think I've got an extra Bradley spare. The only downside is I went 30p over budget. Oh, 30p? Yeah. So, no, disqualified. Fail. So if anyone wants to take me up, I'll pay pound 30p so I keep the budget. <laughs> <laughs> But only one, right? Not not if like a hundred people. Yeah, only one. Otherwise, it gets expensive really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, so yeah, fortunately, it's that weird thing with the infantry are just almost disproportionately expensive, and and the and the Bradley box effectively has one Bradley surplus. That's it. If it's a four, if it's a four t- a four tank box, it'd be fine. Yeah, but you could eBay that and re- recoup your thirty p. We could, but then you get that's going. That's yeah, exactly that. That'd be um. They're getting me probably make money back quite easily, and and postage. That is that is the weird thing about Team Yankee is that the the cost is higher because the transports of the infantry are, are usually expensive. Yeah, yeah. it's almost better with the Bradley because at least the Bradley's reassuringly expensive makes extra cost flow. It's worth it. Yeah. Is, it, is, is there oh, anything sorry, stopping I'll... you just sending the transports to the rear? Is that a thing or is that not a thing? I was going to ask exactly the same question. Right. So that's definitely a thing, because one of the other things I thought of doing was to have the in-formation helicopter-mounted infantry and then just not buy the Hueys. Because that's um, it's a £15 ballistic, because it's quite a big platoon, but it gives me right. a really good one for holding ground. I thought the extra firepower of the Bradleys made it worth it, so I decided to go with my budget and actually do it that way. But yeah, yeah, that's an option. So, buy so that infantry. is an option... But you just lose out because you get. But you basically you're paying for models you you won't use, right? Yeah, is that, is that the downside? It's, it's weird to tell how the helicopters are actually factored in the cost. But yeah, effectively, you're, you will have at least some cost that's not on table. Effectively, and buying okay. the Hueys put me over budget. So that's why I didn't do it that way. But I hadn't really thought about the idea of not actually fielding them. But... No, I, I, I know. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I'd, I'd never considered that actually, just not being, um, yeah, not having not, transports. Not, not having the transports, yeah. There's nothing mm. saying you have to fill them. Yeah, so that's my idea. So, Eddie, what have you hastily sketched down there? I hastily sketched out. I thought I would go for 
another the cheapest possible 75 points I could make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm liking originally, this already. Originally, it was going to be really clever and have loads of bits and pieces in. Uh, but then I went to Battlefield Hobbies and realised that they still have, uh, for West Germans, rather than having the old, the new style three uh, Leopard 2 box with two PAH helicopters, mm-hmm. they have the old style, which has five Leopard 2s Ooh. with the two PAH helicopters. So for my 75-point list is you buy the Kampfgruppe Müller, with five Leopard 2s and two helicopters. And then for £6 more, you buy a single Leopard 2. Oh, uh, a tanks blister or something. Yeah, uh, from, from the, the tanks modern. And that gives yep. you 74 points. You've got one HQ Leopard 2, a platoon of three, a platoon of two, and then two PAH helicopters in support. That's 74 wow. points uh, for a grand total of £51. So what's your reserve? The reserve... <laughs> The reserve is three Leopard 2s because they're 33 points. Right, yeah. So they just sit there, one dice roll, and then they just come charging on like lunatics. Bully boy. Still up. having. Yeah, you still got six Leopards holding ground with the helicopters, yeah. Uh, three. No, three. Oh, three, it's, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's six in total. Yeah, six Leopard 2s and some helicopters. Yep. Then I thought, what would oh be the God. funniest thing? Like, you've got one point left. So, if you, you know, to, to make it the full 75, you know, generally leave a point sitting on the table. Uh, for £26, you can buy a box of Looch Spa. Uh, and then for one point, you can have two little Looch Scout troops. <laughs> the least cost effective <laughs> point finger points, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's £13 a point there. Is that is that because they're resin and metal rather yeah, than they're yeah, lovely right. resin models and they're they're fairly big actually for scout big yeah they and they've only got a little diddy twenty more cannon or something oh yeah. Them, they? yeah once they once they put your leopard somewhere they need to be that's that's all they really do um, or hunt they, they go hunting artillery yeah yeah but yeah I just thought that was funny to do you know do seventy four points for fifty one pounds and then do spend twenty six pounds on one point. <laughs> <laughs> get that last little bit yeah <laughs> um, that's a good again good little force yeah yeah you know I, originally I was looking at doing you could probably do we well, could do the same thing if you bought two boxes of the new style um, yeah, starter new starter because then you'd still have six six leopard twos and mm-hmm. the, you, then you'd have an extra eight points on top you could you know because you'd have an extra two you'd have four helicopters then yeah, two sets of two. That's quite nice. I like. I like the. That's what I've got for the Dutch in support. Yeah. I think two twos is awesome. Um, let them fly around and hunt stuff. Yeah, because that takes you up to just you know, eighty-two points. No, eighty-one. Without the looch. So, as the challenges go, this wasn't exactly hard. Is is what we're saying? That actually we set the the, the pound uh, target too high. Uh, yeah, yeah but, apparently. Apparently, well, that's quite. That's quite yeah. a nice. That is the case. It's, I mean, it just shows you can do breaking a team Yankee at a relatively small budget, yeah. and have a relatively good force. I mean, not French uh, cavalry, for example, with the MX tens, uh, but um, or, or German uh, West German Luch scout troops formation. Yeah, 
or actually BMPs, because the problem with the BMP companies is that you'll spend, yeah. You spend all of your pennies. money on BMPs and then all of your life painting them. Yes. And then they'll just get destroyed by uh... a, a stiff breeze. No, what did you what did you take mine out? Yeah, Gepards would drive around the corner. Yeah, oh, yeah. Them. Although there was something quite glorious about the look of your face when ten BMP ones just let loose their Saga missiles at you. Yeah, it's terrifying. How many dice? <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't a Gepard either. It was a, a Purtle. 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 I choose you, Purtle. Feel, filthy Squirtle. Filthy Squirtle. Yeah. But I like, I like this format actually. Though the, the the more we were talking about bits and pieces, I did like the idea of um, just having almost doing an event where the 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 requisite prerequisite was a box set plus a a box plus a ballista type of setup. So keeping it seventy five points and then and trying to encourage people to pick up something new. Almost like a, like I say, a Magic, Magic Gathering style draft event. You turn up, yep. you get your bits, you rapidly assemble them. <laughs> or as Eddie likes to call it, a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if you did it in an actual draft event and that you had, you know, the pile of units and you just went round in a circle picking one each time. So you're like, yeah, I'll take this starter set and then comes right next time, we go, oh, well, I guess I'm taking some Gephards to go with those uh, Iranians. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that would be a good way as well, like an escalation type thing as well for like an event, wouldn't it? If you were giving people, I don't know, something to work towards for an event. Mm. You know, you start on um, three months away and the first month is your paint, you know, I don't know. Your box set or whatever it is. Yeah, I like the I like the idea. It's something we will visit when we can actually you know be in person again. Well, yeah, if, if that ever happens. And it do, it does favour tanks as well, doesn't it? Which is, you know, not not dug in Milan spam. Yeah, because yes, again they can't afford it. So yeah, good idea, yeah, exactly. Duncan. Yeah, don't give Eddie the credit. Bloody hell, he didn't even know what was going on. What? Who? Where? Yeah. Where? <laughs> he was allegedly trying to get through customs. I mean... <laughs> oh, should we look at an officer answers then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ben Davey. Oh, God. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. He's got, uh, yeah, I believe he was on a night shift for these questions, wasn't I think, he? So. I think he must have been on a night shift. Yeah. Definitely on a night shift. He's almost. <laughs> I try and get my, my, my right reading voice. You are driving through the forest. It's a warm summer's day and your aircon isn't working. Charlotte both. You mop your brow as sweat starts to drip into your eyes. Something jumps out in front of your car. You swerve just in time to avoid hitting this mysterious object. As the car comes to a halt, you focus on what it was. You start to recognise it. It's Phil Yates. He runs over to you looking desperate. Help me. People keep tagging me on Facebook rules questions. I have a breaking point. I need a year off. Can you take over as head writer? But here's the catch. You can't block anyone on Facebook and must answer all the Ask Phil questions that come your way no matter what time of day is it. 
So, do you take him up on it and give him a year off? Not for all the money in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough gig. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I look for the rule book. And uh, Phil, it doesn't say that I can't jostle the table to move the miniatures around. Um, so, <laughs> if I jock yeah, the table hard enough and then my infantry moves into a sort position... Um, they're then counted as a sorting teams, right? So I can capture the objective just by kicking the table really hard. See, I think you're joking. I still want to kick you in the nads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's before I even said anything. <laughs> could, could, well, no, surely if the sentence finishes with, could you add that to the next field menu 101, please? Yeah, yeah. Can you add that to the, uh, the next, the next uh, thingy? Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah. I see the only advantage of being Phil Yates is I get to blitz my gun teams. Other than that, there's yeah. no, there is no <laughs> Oh, called oh. out. Oh. Shots fired, shots fired. Oh, oh dear. Also, yeah. he, he didn't, you know, didn't qualify what kind of forest it was, so I'm, I'm declaring that moot as a question. Yeah. Not enough detail. Yeah. <laughs> by driving in, you know, if it's a, if it's a, yeah. a king, Tiger, it's not, of course, it's not going to have aircon. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Pine Forest, lovely. <laughs> it's not thought about this. No, he just that obviously hasn't. Uh, no. Ian Craig asks, I'm someone who chose to do Team Yankee in six millimeter. Oh, I'm going to have to edit this out. Beep in six beep to get yeah, no, the other way around. Millimeter, it's okay. you beat the millimeter, Somebody wouldn't you? Chose to do Team Yankee in beep millimeter to yeah. get past some of the bunching issues and crazy long ranges that exist. However, I still do Flames at War in 15mm. That one's allowed. My question is, what do you think I should go with for Fate of a Nation slash Narm slash Checkpoint Charlie? On one hand, I'm concerned about ranges and bunching with the larger tanks, as I was with Team Yankee. On the other hand, 15mm Centurions are calling to me. Thanks for any help you can give. I really enjoy the podcast and blog. So that's exclamation mark. Podcast and blog! Um... To be honest, why not both? Both. <laughs> no, I, it's a bona fide question. No, it's a valid question. I would say both because six millimeter is not going to break the bank, and if you want to have swarms and swarms of tanks on a, a, a same size board, if you're you know if you only have a six by four board, then yes, you need to play in a smaller scale because you can't you know if you don't want to have bunching. If you want to play. 15 millimeter just do less points if you don't have a big board that that was going to be my my point is if the maximum playing surface you have access to is a six by four that's going to define how you can play your games because um, we found that six by four with 50 points or even 75 is fine you get up to 100 and it starts feeling a little cozy um depending on what the forces are and you know you don't necessarily you want to collect what you want to collect as well you don't want to be constrained to any collecting what you think you or feels like you should be able to play on the board surface so i think i think yeah you need to mix it up a little um but i mean the other thing is like it depends what sort of scale game you like if you like mass tanks maybe that isn't for you like team yankee i'm just saying as a rule set well, it's more. It's also I, f- I tend to find that it goes back to my the bunching issues things that people who play hordes tend to be very 
generous. Oh, with Halepo. Yeah. What was that? Ooh. It's still here. Oh, okay. I got a weird uh, Skype's beeping at me noise. Oh. oh, right. Never mind. All right. Carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you, about the movement you were talking about. Right. Uh, yeah, about the, the, uh, about the. No, the lines of sight from shooting. Okay. So even when you bunch everything together, you generally can't get as many as you want to, if that makes sense. So hordes yeah. actually are less effective than they, you know, if you play the rules properly, I says, in, you know, very common, yeah. it's, it's preachy way. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, you tend to find that big horde, hordes aren't as effective as a smaller number of tanks doing the job with space to move around in. I don't, I don't think big games are necessarily always big fun if that makes sense as well. They're cool, but sometimes like people throw all their stuff on the table at once as well, and that's not how you learn a game. Yeah. It just gets really confusing fast. And you lose, I, you lose it yeah. once, for sure. Uh, I think I think Fate of a Nation works fine, actually, in 15 mil. We've played some 100-point games. It doesn't feel that claustrophobic. Uh, you know, condensed, sorry, not claustrophobic, the opposite. Um, well, no, claustrophobic. Especially going for like the, for later tanks, not going for like Shams and T thirty four. So you go like, but Gax yeah. will never have a bunching issue with. Trust me, it's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. T sixty twos are expensive and, and things like that. So I think it depends on it depends on what you're playing. But I think there's definitely scope for both. Um, it'll be interesting what Checkpoint Charlie brings because I get the feeling it's going to be expensive. It'll be like an early, you know, early Team Yankee, won't it? So the T fifty five will probably be quite expensive. Well, I just yeah. So we it'll be aligned with Fo and, and Nam. So T fifty five price now will be a T fifty five price you'll yep. get for most armies because it will be roughly the same skill in that. Um, similarly, you know the church that they're um, say with the twenty pound of churchills and the one of five pound of churchills will be more or less the same no matter who uses them. Maybe you get some cheaper ones like the, the more conscript based forces like you know the, the um, low countries that kind of thing. Um. But you'll have the high-end stuff like the M60 and the Chieftain be like the super tanks of the, the time period. Yeah. I think, yeah, really, in, in general, most people, for some reason, they seem to have gone the wrong, the other direction with Team Yankee. And the standard points on the 6x4 is 120, but really should, kind of go, <sighs> yeah. should have gone down to 80 rather than up. Um, well, I think that the issue is that is that it depends on what you're playing because the, they, they've made that concession to bring the, the Gucci kit, right? Yeah, true. Like, it's easier to bring um, M1A1s and, and T80s and Leopard 2s if you've got 120 points to play with. The problem is that if you don't put other constraints on, on the players in terms of the event then the, and allow them to bring the cheap rubbish, then 120 points is going <laughs> to it's gonna furnish them with many things. Yes. Like 31 T34s. Yeah, don't well, get 30 T34s. Like 40 Chieftains. 40 Iranian chieftains. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that would get amazing, but... You can't do it, by the way, as well. You can't do 40 Iranian chieftains. The maximum is 33, I think. Because it's oh, three yeah. companies. <laughs> so, yeah, you'd actually run out of points at that point. I've done three companies. I can't put any more in. <laughs> uh, cool. So... 
Both. All the hobby. More hobby is good. Yeah, the, the horses for courses. All shapes and sizes. Yeah, just think about what you're trying to do with it, really. Uh, ben Davy again. Let oh, my God. Let me set the scene. You are sat at your painting table the night before a tournament, and you're on a ninth cup of coffee, and your hands are starting to shake. You look at the window to see sheets of rain, and you start to question your army choice for the tournament that starts in a matter of hours. While deep in thought, you finish the ninth coffee, and like magic, there is a flash of lightning that hits your home, and in an instant, you are transported to a different place. You struggle to see, your eyes are blurry, and as your sight returns, you realise you're wearing a uniform. Before you can fully comprehend what's happened, you are thrown to the ground as an artillery strike lands dangerously close to you. To your surprise, it's the middle of a battle. You run for cover. The men are all looking at you. It dawns on you. You are the company commander. The commander of the soldiers you were painting moments ago, and now these men's lives are in your hands. So my question is, you are the commander of the last models you painted. How likely will you win the war? How likely will you survive? Do you wish you had spent that extra time painting them with camo? Well, I'm currently painting Bissage, so um, <laughs> I'm not going to survive. So at that point, <laughs> um, yeah. Admiral Akbar? Um, I'm about to get smashed in the face by a, a troll bursting through the, the, the doors at Gondor. <laughs> also, ninth cup of coffee, do you end up going a bit like Fry from Futurama and be able to like move at lightning speed and Stop see through time. Yeah, that's what happens to me when I paint the night before a tournament. I drink that much coffee. Then you you, you wake up in the morning and realise that you use the wrong. Um, you've used German grey, not German field grey. I imagine if you've had that much coffee as well, you wake up with dysentery, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, uh, no, I'm I'm not surviving. What's the last thing you painted, Lee? Uh, well, that'd be my uh, Soviets, wouldn't it? So I'll be I'll be commanding oh. a, a Soviet air <laughs> a Soviet airborne platoon on, uh, trying to take some bridges or something. So, yeah. Oh, survival rate on that's low, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah they're kind of ones you want to be with because these are the one you know, the sort of more motivated ones. But yeah, so. yeah but you, you motivated. <laughs> Motivation really counts for a lot when your helicopter gets shot out of the sky with you in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you're a lightly armed, a lightly armed airborne infantryman getting overrun by a leopard too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my motivation is sky high. <laughs> I'm feeling really good about this. I'm feeling amazing <laughs> about things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably not. That's why I paint war dollies and not go to war for real. Because I don't like hey. people throwing lead at me. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Bye. Yeah. A little lead in someone never hurt them. Um, oh. <laughs> it's when it goes out the other side that's yeah um mike everest asks is there any way you as veteran gamers could think of fixing in air quotation the flames of war great war game it is just a weird afterthought that they think only exists in 1918 or do you think 15 meter 15 millimeter is a scale that works that even works for the period Lots of questions there, I know, but interested to hear thoughts on it. Hmm. I very nearly bought the Great War miniatures out with me to start building. I mean, it's yeah, it's difficult because that it exists in 1918 because that's 
I guess the bit where things start moving again. But you could you could have a nineteen fifteen version. You well, know, it's infantry and cavalry. It's simply for tanks, isn't it? I mean, that's. Well, yeah, but there was only like what is it, thirty-seven um, German tanks ever yeah. made? So all attacking you in this one game. Deal with it. Uh, yeah, I, I quite I I quite enjoy it in terms of there's there's a few good scenarios in there. Definitely, the scenarios work really well. Yeah, um, and I think fifteen mil can can work for it certainly. Um, I think that it's mm. it's just tricky conflict. I think to replicate sometimes on the tabletop. Because it's yeah. fairly static, isn't it? And then you got well, the assets like the heavy artillery and things. And... Yeah, once you get past the race to the sea and everything settles down, it's just it is very much a. I still think it, it lends itself more to doing a skirmish game than doing the more interesting bits like you know, like the, the trench race. Trench race, kind of yeah. yeah. I, I, I have played some all infantry games and they're, they're quite good fun, but they they yeah. are very general melchit, um, <laughs> just sweeping machine, you know, sweeping infantry off the board. Yeah, I, I think that the uh, the best uh, World War One simulator is version three, Flames of War. Version with, three. Yeah, with Sitzkrieg with the the artillery parks. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Flames of the Dun. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, can you, that would be awful. A Verdun yeah. Verdun scenario. <laughs> hmm. How hey, many tons of? Yeah. <laughs> How many tons of artillery landed on this one area? <laughs> yeah. The, um, no, to be honest, my answer to that question is we need to. I need to play more. If I'm honest. I, hmm. I, I think I don't think you need to play with the tanks though. I think it's definitely possible to play without tanks. I also think it's a bit weird that the artillery's in it. I know it's the smaller guns, but well, the, that was the character to the tanks, wasn't it? Yeah, so you don't really need those either. Um, they've got trench mortars and uh, machine guns, but okay. at that point, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit where? Still grenades. Yep. And a bayonet with some guts behind it. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adam Coxer asks, if Ben Davey had a motivation and skill rating, what would it be? And why would it be six plus for both? <laughs> Motivation and skill rating. Yeah. Well, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Very much so. Skill rating? Um, because he's mercurial, it's not that he's not motivated, he's incredibly motivated, and he's incredibly talented, but only for about 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I think it'd be like the French, where he'd have like a high like a high courage, but a low rally, like, uh, not <laughs> rally, sorry, like low last stand. Yeah. So if you get into breaking point, that's it. He's off. He's done. done. He's on Crazy. something else. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it'd be like um, yeah, six plus uh, last stand. But I mean, anyone that's black lined that many tanks, they're like he's got you know, he's, he's got a lot of um, staying power up until a point. Then also skill rating. What would you go trained? Maybe. Keeps well, quitting the game and coming back to it. Yeah, he's going to be like trained at best. So. He knows, he knows, knows the rules for the last edition, has to get back up to speed. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what it would be. It would be like something like, because he is a bit of a um, um, a mo man motivator. How about something like trained, but with a follow me rating of three plus? Yeah. Or two plus? Two, two up instigation. 
Yeah, so we're going to yep. do this. And, uh, I've just got this whole army here, and uh, you're going to pay the other guys to go with it. Cool, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Oh, look, okay. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Quinton Taylor asks, uh, would like to hear your thoughts on what the unwritten, or perhaps they should be written, rules of gaming etiquette should be for organised play, for tournaments Ooh. or events? Oh, that's Have a question. Have a shower. Yeah, yeah use... one, don't smell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> etiquette, use your own dice. I, I really oh. don't like that. Especially like, now. Make sure you, well, make sure you have all your stuff. Like, you know, don't turn up and go, oh, I haven't bought an artillery template. Oh, I haven't bought a tape measure. Mm -hmm. It happens, um, but if you do it every week, it gets a bit tiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are out to make mistakes, but if you make the same mistake three times in a row, I think you should be, you know, having a little look at oneself. Um, etiquette as well. Uh, explain your, yeah, explain your army. That's always a good one. So these are blah, blah, blah. Like Skip used to do that all the time. I used to like that. So he'd run through his army. This is, you know, this is this unit. And he used to do a little thing of it kind of does this as well. Yeah. Because yeah. if you didn't if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, this is this is this is my universal carriers, and uh, one of them has a peer, and uh, they're gonna spend the entire turn, uh, entire game chasing down your tigers. Yeah. Uh, and, and cackling and, wildly. And normally, and normally all but the peer dies, and uh, by about turn six or seven he'll kill your commander tiger. And yeah. uh, truth for me, he did exactly that. Thanks, Skip. That was a great bloody game. Cover <laughs> humble tigers. Oh, so, he's gone, he's gone. Bitter. Pull him back. Pull him back. It was only a nah, peer. Sk it was the boing noises that did me in. Boing. Boing. Oh, look, your tiger's dead. Yep. <laughs> Nothing more terrifying than a spring loaded uh, hollow charge. Well, the fact I killed the other two, and he, every turn he just passed his motivation and then just kept. I was like, oh, there's no point shooting it. It'll, it'll run away in a minute. Yeah, the oh, rank stench of inevitability about it. Yep, <laughs> yeah. this, this is coming. Um, yeah. So. The, the gaming etiquette really is about that social contract of when you're actually playing a game with someone else, you know, for me at least, and making sure that you're both on the same page for getting the most out of the time and effort you've put into, you know, doing your hobby. So for some people, that's going to be completely crushing and cutting edge games, you know. Yeah, but, but there's people, still some still some basic stuff like agreeing what the terrain is oh yeah and stuff yeah, like that that you do need to that that's irrespective of the contract so agreeing what this river does what you know yeah there's a thing for the laughing phase which is rule seven yeah i don't know if you guys have heard of the fact that in every single live action role play rule set rule seven is always the same which is don't take the piss <laughs> Yeah, and is there is there a rule eight that just says look at rule seven? Yeah, uh, no, it, it, yeah so a lot of them were quite long and varied, but rule seven was always the same. So whenever someone was getting a bit close to you know, doing a, a breaking rule seven, you'd just be like, hey mate, rule seven, just you know, calm it down a bit. <laughs> Crash the week. Um... Yeah, with my faux max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, th I think there's there's some there are some. Um, basics I, I guess like et 
basic etiquette things that should always be adhered to. The other one, the other one that gets me is um, toilet breaks. Yeah. If you do need to take the piss, um, then <laughs> then don't take the piss by taking forty minutes. You know, that's You've that's not cool. Yeah. Well, I just don't like it as a as a, a you know. I, at that point, I'd rather someone turn around to me and went, Look, I'm going to slow play this for forty five minutes, and I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go and piss off for forty five minutes. Then I've got better things to do. Like I'm going to go and spend some money. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I just think if you're going to be there and you're playing a game at an event, then be at the game. Yeah. And then you know, once it's over, that. it's over. I was only guilty of that once, and that was at the old Art of War up at um, the Sanctuary in the old church. Oh uh, yeah. Where yeah, where it was the, the Sunday, and uh, it, all the podcast boys and I went out and had a couple few too many jars the night before. <laughs> Oh, through deployment, I got halfway through turn one. I went, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> well, I remember a Warhammer tournament I went to at Plymouth. Like I think it was called Paw P A W. Yes, yeah, uh, for, yeah, uh, and it was for, an eight. Oh, sorry, yeah, Plymouth for, uh, Association of Wargamers or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and we had a Warhammer tournament, and um, I played. Uh, me and Darren Watson uh, were scheduled to play on the Sunday morning, and the Saturday night we were out till like 4am drinking and we both agreed to just go to sleep underneath the table for the game like, this, this is not going to work for each of us so yeah we couldn't even be bothered to push things around at that point there was far more pressing concerns yeah. stopping the world from spinning exactly, exactly. the rising nausea uh that was when he was convinced that the um the you know, do you know the um song with Timberland apologize and uh one I think it's One Republic. Yeah. He was convinced that um Timberland was saying Dave in there. Dave. And yeah. You listen to the song, just saying, listen to the song. Tell tell me if it says Dave or not. But um yeah, we had spent a long time discussing that. That's the kind of state we're in. Oh man. Well, that's why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I, miss so I miss events so much yeah. I just miss speaking to other people <laughs> yeah I know in, in, in the real world just yeah in, in, in like you know face to face contact I mean we're, we're, we're gamers anyway I mean Christ you know most of us are deeply introverted people so um, you know we need to get out. The geek shall inherit the earth, surely. So we've got another, well, was it end of, no, start of week one. Oh, God, it's been two <laughs> days. <laughs> it's like the Big Brother house. Day 17. Dear Eddie 17. Is, be, is beginning to crack. We've lost all sense of time and space. Yeah. It but it's okay. It's when you start liking corned beef. I think that's the, the going to be the, the telltale beef. sign. Corned beef. Corned beef. Yeah, corned beef. What's wrong with it? Yeah. It smells horrible. You don't smell it. You eat it, don't you? But it has that's to go near your nose to go in your mouth, Eddie. <laughs> Unless you're doing something different that you want to share with the group. <laughs> it's just all these COVID tests. I can't smell anything anymore. Oh. I wonder where that was going then. I thought it's not because of COVID. corned beef yeah. through customs. <laughs> Nasals dug out by so many bloody swabs. Yeah, swabbed up to the eyeballs, literally. Yeah. 
Oh, mm. We also had some nice feedback, didn't we, on uh, Facebook for the yes. blogs. So that was that was wonderful. Yeah, thank you for. Uh, people do listen. <laughs> people actually listen. Yeah, but no, it was. Yeah. Oh, go on. We do. We do appreciate it. Like, say, send it, if you have got any like feedback, then send it through to us because it's all good. We came all the way from Canudia as well, didn't it? There you are. Eh? I think. Oh hmm? yes. Yeah, that Darren Hart. Thank you very much, Darren, for just letting us know that um, you listen and you appreciate the, uh, the content <laughs> in inverted commas. He's now officially uh, not a newbie anymore. A rookie. Yeah, broke broke his duck in the tournaments. Yep. Well, you got to start. You got you know, you got to go, haven't you? Got to make that uh, make that effort. Get there. Go. It's nice to see that some places still have um, gaming available. Yeah, <laughs> haven't completely mismanaged the pandemic, or or have at least you know allow people to mismanage it while playing games. Who knows? Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they just told everything. Everyone, everything's fine, and uh, off you go. Everything's bad, <laughs> apart from war games. That's, vote for Fez, that's what you'd get. A vote for Fez is a vote for um, <laughs> the Russian roulette wheel of... <laughs> Hobby. <laughs> yeah. Let's spin the disease wheel. <laughs> Pestilence tombola. Yeah. Oh, it looks loud and furloughed but paid in toys. You can be furloughed, however your payment will be in 15mm war games toys. <laughs> Which is great, apart from the eating bit. <laughs> yes. Spruce spaghetti, mate. Green stuff Spruce. <laughs> oh, no. It's a, it's a staple diet of many a GW full-timer. Does that mean if you like heat up the thermoplastics, they return to sort of a gelatinous blob? Yeah, yeah, then you eat those. That, yeah. okay. oh. Once you've you had that for a week, you definitely, that's where you, you know, corn beef doesn't seem so bad. No, I'm starting to come around to this corn beef idea now. <laughs> <laughs> I see the merit of it. Oh. Shall we shoot and scoop? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we we have got some new dice inbound. They're still inbound down from the uh, the uh, subcontinent. Well, the dice Australasian man continent. Dice man down under. Yep. So tonight but... we've got our custom breakthrough assault dice. That, uh, got oh God! So what's what skill rating is that? It's largely relevant because these things are always roll one for me, but um... <laughs> yeah, let's roll it to the side. <laughs> well, shall we, um, on the basis of the, of the you and whose army doing this Rayleigh one, see if it's your idea and you did the Rayleigh's so oh, yeah. skill three plus. Okay. Oh, three, that's yeah, it's very generous. Six, there are six. That's not a game. So that that was entirely yeah, entirely a moot point again. See, told you I should have rolled it and decided. Yeah, yeah, what's the rate are you? Yeah, we could have been Syrians at that point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the fabled Syrian shooting scoot. Yeah, hey, you, Fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the secret uh, knocking on my door in a minute. Um, <laughs> 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 the Armored Trailer Club podcast you've been listening to is Shoot and Scoop, the baseball podcast on the team of BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. I was brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and UK Lockdown Two Hobby Boogaloo.
It looks like it's all over in Georgia. Wait, what's that? It's Biden's music. (laughs) 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 You see Joe Biden come running down. Oh my God, it's Bernie Sanders with a steel chair. (laughs) (laughs) 